0: beginning at verse 5. Why don't we pray? Father, we're so thankful today for your precious word. We thank you, Lord, that you watch over your word and you keep it. And, Father, you gave us your word, O oh God. And, Father, you gave us instructions, Lord. Uh, Father, in your word, Lord, uh, Father, it's precise. It's right on. Uh, and, Father, we just thank you today, Lord, uh, Father, that you've given us your word. Uh, Father, that you watch over. Father, you keep it, Lord. And, Father, we don't have to doubt about it. We don't have to wonder about it. But, Lord, we can rely upon it in Jesus' name. Lord, bless your word today as it goes forth in Jesus' name. All right, Numbers 21, and we'll begin at verse 5. Let's begin at verse 4. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom, and the soul of the people was much discouraged by the way, because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses, Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord and against thee, praying to the Lord, and that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, and this is the one I want us to grasp this morning. Make thee a fiery serpent and set it up on a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. Now, I was looking at this and... It's um talking about the serpent of brass and what I want to bring uh, us to think about this morning, the thought I want to leave with you is we need to take a look back at Calvary. We need to look at Calvary again. I feel the word of the Lord is coming to us and he's saying, I want you to come back to your first love. there is something mission uh, the church should not be dysfunctional uh, the church should be right on target right on fire uh, fulfilling the commission that God has sent us to do amen so we find back here uh, when the uh, there was a well let me just read what I started to do. the life-giving power of the blast, brass serpent anticipates the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ who was lifted up on the cross in order to bring life to all who look to him concerning this event jesus himself said as moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life those today who desire to be delivered from sin and receive salvation have to turn their hearts uh, in believing obedience to the word of God. Amen. Uh, Praise the Lord. And you know, I was looking over in Jeremiah, Jeremiah uh, chapter 6, and this was to be my text. And then I started reading back over here. I thought, okay, Lord, we're going to look at that. But Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 14, the Bible says, and uh, they have healed the brokenness of my people, superficially saying, peace, peace, but there is no peace. Then the NCV Bible says, they tried to heal my people. S- they tried to p- heal my people's serious injuries as if they were small wounds. They said, it's all right, it's all right, but really it is not all right. All right. The church today has to be healed before we can see the revival come in as God would have it to be. In order for us to move forward and be instruments in the hand of God and be the body of Christ that he intends for us to be, we can not be dysfunctional. Amen. We must be healed. Praise God. And that's what I want us to look at. Amen. The church has unhealed wounds that only the cross of Christ can heal. The message of the cross moves further. It moves further and further and further from the center of attention. The cross is a central message of the church because it destroys pride, it frees God's people from bondage, it releases blessings, uh, and it brings God's people together. Folks, folks, we need to look. We need to take another look back at the cross of Calvary. We need to make our way. Amen. The Bible says that the veil was rent from top to bottom. We need to make our way through. Amen. You know, God has provided a way. Jesus came as a supreme sacrifice. He made a way that we might enter back hallelujah into the presence uh, into the throne room uh, that we might bring our petitions before God uh, that we might cry out for grace and mercy uh, and find help uh, in time of need hallelujah the power of the cross changes lives it deals with rejection it deals with unforgiveness it deals with mental and spiritual ties with demons and strongholds Uh, we need to revisit the cross come on folks we need to revisit the cross where is jesus uh, in our services Uh, where is he when we come together where is he hallelujah oh my You know, in some churches today, (laughs) the cross is considered excess baggage. How sad. How sad. I got an amen somewhere. Praise God. Hallelujah. We hide it, we disguise it, and we move right past it. We forget the cross and its powerful message that it brings to us. We deny its power to those who desperately need it. The cross was the secret to Israel's healing in the wilderness that we read about here. When God allowed a demonic plague of snakes, to enter into the camp of God's people? Only a revelation of the cross in the wilderness could neutralize that poison. Only a revelation of the cross of Calvary and our Savior. That died on that cross uh, can neutralize, amen, uh, can bring about uh, the life uh, that Jesus intends for us to have. Can bring about deliverance, uh, can bring about salvation, can bring about healing, whatever the need is. Uh, oh my, provision was made on the cross of Calvary, amen. In the same way, the poison for my past can be supernaturally removed by just a glimpse at the cross, looking backward to the events of what happened on Calvary's cross that day. By studying the wounds of Christ, believers can receive faith for deliverance in every area of life. Now, I know we all have our things that we have to deal with. We all have our ups and downs. We're all challenged in different ways. We all have issues in life. You know, we're still in the flesh. But I thank God today that there's one greater than I that lives in us. And if we will allow him, he will uh, live big inside of us. Uh, He will do that which we're not capable of doing. Uh, He will uh, give us the strength to move past the carnal mind uh, and move into the mind of the spirit. Folks, we must attain uh, that which God intends for us to have. We must move forward in God. Let me tell you something uh, There is a devil out there, and he's out for one thing, and that's to kill and steal and destroy. No, not people just in other countries, but people right here in America. His main aim, his main reason, amen, to be the devil is to destroy and to kill and to steal, amen. That's what he's for. But I'm so glad today that we have Jesus. I'm so glad that we have a Savior that came and gave us all on the cross of Calvary. You might say, well, that sounds like just a little simple Baptist message, but praise God, it's a good word today. Amen. 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 Uh, I want us to look at some of the things uh, that Jesus died for. Amen. Things that believers need to know that are theirs because of what Christ suffered in his body one of the things that's missing in the body of christ uh, in the church today in general as a whole uh, is peace 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 Uh, where is the peace of god we walk around like we're you know all confused we don't know which way we're going we don't know what's going on we don't know what what we need to do we're just all confused we have no peace amen But Jesus died on the cross of Calvary that we can have peace. Amen. Jesus began to taste the cup of anxiety, tribulation, and pressure in the garden of Gethsemane. That's where he surrendered it all. And he said, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. He chose the will of God and he paid the highest price that we could have peace. The thorns were placed on his brow, pressed into his skull, so that we could have peace. The blood came to the surface of his skin and ruptured capillaries, a phenomenon resulting from extreme mental pressure. Jesus took my cares. He took your cares. He took our worries. He took our anxieties upon himself and he said peace i give unto you he said peace i give unto you not as the world gives give i unto you oh but he said i'll give you peace that passes your understanding peace that the world doesn't have they don't understand and we don't even understand but we know that he gives it to us i prayed with a minister last night in another state didn't know what to do, didn't know how far they could go because it was so hard. I said, look, you just pray your way on through because Jesus is right there. And after a while, we prayed and we talked and I could feel the peace of God. I said, can you feel that? Oh yeah, it could be felt. Amen. And Jesus is just that real. He knew that there would be chaos and there would be confusion and The world would be seemingly turned upside down in every way, but he knew we would need peace. So he made a way that we could have peace. Another thing that was so paid for is our healing healing for our bodies now we have to fight for it sometimes we have to stand our ground we have to have an understanding of what the word of god has to say we can read it but if we don't grasp it and we don't get a revelation uh, of what the word has to say about our healing sometimes it's hard to grasp and sometimes we just have to fight anyway you know we have to lay claim on what thus saith the word of the lord upon what the cross of calvary meant to us folks it's real And it works. Amen. Uh, But healing. What happened? They laid stripes upon his back. 40 minus 1. A stripe for every major healing, uh, uh, disease, or sickness that could ever be. Jesus took it upon himself. Isaiah and Peter both prophesied. By his wounds, you are. And Peter says, you are were healed isaiah says you are but peter says you were so that tells me that he healed us when he was on calvary he knew what we would face he knew what would come our way he knew there was a devil out there and he made a way for us that we could have our healing praise god one of the duties of the roman soldier was to scourge criminals using a whip With razor-sharp tentacles embedded with lead and bone, the lictor systematically shredded the victim's back as he inflicted the brutal scourging. I know we've heard this at Easter time, but I think we need to look back upon it ever so often and be reminded of the price that was paid for us because of the love of God. Hey, it was the love of God, his love for you and me that caused him to hang on that cross. It wasn't the nails that held him down. He could have called 10,000s of angels to come to his aid and deliver him. But he did it because he loved us. He knew we would need a savior. He knew we would need a healer. Amen. As the beating occurred, the torturous tentacles of the whip flew widely across the victim's back and wrapped around to his front often horribly disfiguring him no wonder isaiah said and you can look it up it's found over in isaiah 52 and 14 his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man and his form marred beyond human likeness you couldn't even tell he was a human being he was so disfigured You might say, well, if you stomp your toe or if you have a bad nail or maybe a little headache, did he feel this? Oh, but he did. There's no pain that could ever, ever come up on your body or enter your body that Jesus didn't feel. He was marred such as no man ever was. He bore our pain and our agony so we could be healed in every dimension of life. Then, forgiveness. Forgiveness. Oh, my. What did he say when he hung on the cross? Father, what did he say? There you go. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. Colossians 2 and 14. That's when... The nails went through his hands as he hung up on that cross. Um, having canceled out the certificate of death debt, consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. A certificate of debt, or a IOU, in Jesus' day was a handwritten promissory note. The ancient method of debt cancellation involved driving a nail through the note, posting it on the purchased property when the debt was paid. And Jesus did that. The nail was driven through his hands as he hung on the cross. And it was saying, paid in full. Paid in full. All of our sins, all of our iniquities, hey, All of it was paid in full. I want us to look back. I want us to be reminded today. Okay, then victory, victory. Sometimes it seems like it's so hard to press through to victory, but I'm so glad that Jesus paid for our victory in his feet. Colossians continues, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing, triumphing, over them by the cross. After a Roman military triumph, the victor always places his foot upon the neck of the prostrate fallen general, much as Joshua did to the five kings. Um, Christians should look at every difficult situation from the perspective of the victory of the cross by his death on the cross Jesus put my weakness, my fear, and my defeat under his feet. Hallelujah. And then his head, the blessings. He paid that we could be blessed. Oh, my. He wants his people blessed. He wants us to walk in the blessings of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, he said that I would would that you be healed and that you would be healed prosperous in all things i would that you be in health and prosperous in all things that's what his will is and that's why he gave his life the thorn is first mentioned in genesis 3:18 as part of the curse that was upon adam christ was crowned with thorns symbolizing his taking of the pain suffering and poverty that entered the world after adam and eve's sin the crown of thorns jesus wore represents the crushing of the spirit in poverty in debt and lack because of that i know that my god will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by christ jesus and then yeah, Jesus, uh, oh, my, remember the, the spear was driven in his side? Oh, he paid for our inner healing. So many people battle inner healing. But Jesus paid that we could be healed inside and out, spiritually, physically. Amen. So the piercing of Christ's side represents the breaking of the heart. Oh, I'm so glad that he suffered that. Aren't you glad that he suffered that? We couldn't handle some of the grief, some of the sorrow that we walked through if it wouldn't be for the cross, if it wouldn't be for Jesus whenever he paid the price that we could have peace, that we could have healing inner and outer. Amen. The inner wounds and heartbreak of our experiences and circumstances are healed. And I'm so glad for that. As I release, you know, <laughs> and to our own bodies as we release the word, and allow the word become real. I know that most of you know, and I usually don't tell a lot about me because I feel like the word is what we need to preach. And, but you know, um, after Myra was gone and I was having such a physical battle I mean, physically, struggling and struggling. And I thank all of you for your prayers. I can't thank you all enough. But I kept battling, and there was so much warfare going on emotionally and mentally. I've never had such a mental battle in all my life as I had after Myra went on and after I was attacked physically. But you know what? God is so gracious he is so good. I needed to hear a word during that time. I said, God, i got to hear from you. I know what people tell me. They're with me, and I'm going to be okay, and the best is yet to come. But, Lord, I need a word from you. I need a word now. The Lord had spoken to me prior to this moment, and he said, Have I not told you? Did I not tell you that I would bear your grief and carry your sorrow? And, you know, when the Lord spoke those words to me, I felt new strength. I felt more confident that everything was going to be all right. But then as I went on and I kept battling, battling physically, the Lord allowed me to hear in the realm of the spirit. Don't get me wrong. I'm not believing. And I I, I believe, you know, that you just have to know this in the spirit. You have to understand this in the spirit. But the Lord allowed me to hear Mara. I'll never forget it. She said, come on, Mom, be healed. Because it would have been kind of easy as I look into the spiritual realm, as I look at what's going on, just a little tiny, tiny glimpse that God allowed me to see. It would have been kind of easy to say, okay, Lord, I know the best is over on the other side. It would have been easy to give up. But you know what? god knew what i needed he had made a way for me and i'm so glad that he did and he's made a way for all of his people praise god he gives us what we have need of at the moment oh folks we need to take another look another get another glimpse of calvary Need to get another glimpse of the things that Jesus suffered for you and I. You know, when I was looking at this, I thought about an old hymn. Oh, and it says, when I survey the wondrous cross. Oh, my. And I looked at that. I thought, yeah, I haven't heard about that song. I haven't thought about it in so long. But I started thinking about survey, looking back at at the cross, looking back at Calvary. Survey means to examine as to conditions to the condition, to the situation, or value, or to appraise, to gather information, to view, or comprehend, to look carefully and thoroughly at the matter. Oh, the old song, Isaac Newton. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, My richest gain I count but loss and pour contempt on all my pride. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my God. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to his blood. See from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love mingle down did e'er such love and sorrow meet or thorns compose so rich a crown were the whole realm of nature mine that were present far too small love so amazing so divine demands my soul my life my all what a song What an anointed God, spirit-given, spirit-inspired song. Hallelujah. So, folks, I want to leave the thought with you today. Let's survey that wondrous cross, and let's see spiritually what happened on the cross of Calvary. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Jesus willingly suffered and died. You know what? We're not in a dysfunctional church because we're rising to a new level. (coughs) Excuse me. We're going to rise and shine like never, ever before. We are part of the church that Jesus is coming after, part of that body, folks. We're going to move forward. We're going to move forward.